0: Good afternoon and welcome to Sino Sports on Anchor. It's your man Ray Lopez with a quick hit show here. I'm flying solo on this one, but Dre and I are getting together for the next show very soon, so stay tuned for that. We will announce it ASAP. Going to get into some college football news here and the NFL, of course, and there's a lot to get to, so here we go right away. Big Ten Championship, Ohio State versus Northwestern. They survived another scare from a ranked opponent, this time in the championship game. Although Northwestern may be looking legit going forward, still couldn't uh, take it against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, Trey Sermon was the star of the show. Here in this game, he ran for 331 yards and scored two second-half touchdowns, helping Ohio State rally against Northwestern for its fourth straight conference championship and, of course, a likely spot in the college football playoff. That's how it's looking at this point. Um, Ohio State, even though they were managed to pull out this victory, that um, it still, in my opinion, doesn't warrant them getting into the playoff themselves. But because of the preseason rankings that they were going into the season with, leading into COVID-19, obviously, there was really no shot that Ohio State wouldn't get a, ch- a chance, at least a strong chance, to make it to the college football playoff, which seems to be the case here. They That win boosted them over up uh, over Notre Dame in the final college football playoff rankings. So they will play against Clemson in the... I can't remember which game it was, but they will be playing in that first playoff game. Don't know exactly where that's going to be. I got to check the schedule here in a bit, but got to get more, got got some more to get to here. So speaking of Clemson, in the ACC championship game, Clemson beat Notre Dame. Uh, there was really no contest here in that game, to be quite honest with you. Clemson steamrolled the North, the, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in that game. Um final score for that one was 34 to 10. Trevor Lawrence had 20 uh, 25 of 36, 322 yards, two touchdowns to close out the season at 10 and 1 in the ACC, 8 and 1 in the ACC, 10 and 1 overall. They will play against Ohio State in the first college football playoff um, in the first round of the playoff. Um, like I said about Clemson, um, clear championship contender, I wouldn't expect them to have any issues with Ohio State in that game. And Notre Dame ended up finishing fourth ranked, um, only going only going down two spots to number four. So they are still in the playoff, and they will play against um, Alabama, the number one seed. And I'll get to that in a bit. But the interesting thing is they may forfeit um, that that appearance in the college football playoff, not because they play Alabama. Although, to be quite honest, I think that's the reason. Um, but. They said if family members of their players aren't allowed to attend the game, they may forfeit that altogether, which could bring up some interesting discussions as to who would be deserving to fill that spot. Would it be Texas A&M finishing the season at 8-1, but they lost to Alabama? Would it be Oklahoma? They finished the season 8-2, and two, but won the Big 12? Or could Florida have another shot? I wouldn't think so. Um considering that they just lost to Alabama in the SEC Championship. Spoiler alert. I might as well just get to that one right now. Um, it was a very high-scoring uh, affair between Alabama and Florida, ranked 7th at the time. They're, actually, they are still ranked 7th, if I'm not mistaken. 52-46 uh, to 46 was the final score. Alabama remains at the top of the conference. It's no surprise at this point. They, are, they locked in the number one spot in the college football rankings and will play against Notre Dame in that first CFP game, although that still remains to be seen. Um, Now, one of the cool things that I'm seeing here from this uh, Alabama team is their wide receiver, uh, Devontae Smith. At this point, he may become the first wide receiver since Desmond Howard from Michigan in 1991 to actually win the Heisman Trophy outright. Now, from what I can recall, Desmond Howard in his career with Michigan was not just a wide receiver, but he was also on the special teams and really made his mark with the kick returns that he, that he made as a college player. And Devontae Smith, from what I've seen, is a pure wide receiver. He's not being used all the time on, on any of the kickoffs. So we'll see what happens with that. I'd be, that would be a very interesting storyline to follow. But at this point... Nothing really new to report here with Alabama. Nothing really interesting going on outside of Devontae Smith being, at this point, the, the favorite, actually, to win the Heisman Trophy, which is pretty sweet. Um, we're going to go over to the Big 12 here real quick. Oklahoma versus Iowa State. It was a close game. Uh, Oklahoma ranked 10th at the time. Iowa State ranked number 6. Iowa State, from what I saw, is for real. But in a big game like this, They came up short to that conference power team in Oklahoma. And even though a surprising upstart team like Iowa State, who looks legit, I would not sleep on them for next season. um, Oklahoma still proved to me that they have the advantage over these surprising upstart teams in their conference because they still get those recruits. They still have good coaching staffs um, installed there. They still have Heisman contenders that are coming out of that school and playing there. Spencer Rattler, their quarterback, for example, was what at, at a time a Heisman contender, at least early on in the season. He's pretty good and will likely be a favorite for the Heisman next year, well, especially once, uh, once all these guys that are in the running right now. From what I can see, um, it was Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, the quarterback for Alabama, Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, of course, the guy, from, the quarterback from Clemson, and Najee Harris from Alabama. Uh, most of these guys, if not all of them, will be in the NFL next year, at some point. So, so there's that. Real quick, then going to pack the the Pac-12 Oregon versus number thirteen USC. Oregon made it to the conference championship, not really by merit. Yet, they still beat a hot USC team in this in this uh, in this conference championship. Thirty-one to twenty-four was the final score. The question I want to ask Dre when I when we do get back together is: Did USC lose this game more than the Oregon Ducks won the game? I want to give all credit to the the, the fellows that won it for Oregon. That's obviously a a, a good accomplishment. To win the conference, it's, what, it's one of the things you strive for every single season uh, in any college program. Win your conference, set yourself up for uh, postseason contention, and see where that takes you. So, at this point, um, the Pac-12, I don't know, I don't know where Oregon's going to wind up in terms of consideration for bowl games, but we'll see. USC was ranked number 13th, and they were on at least a five-game winning streak, from what I can recall. But we'll see what happens as, um, as the season continues to play out and as we get into next season. Now, I have to do this. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but as a Penn State grad, I have to go to Penn State versus Illinois, a little bit of a recap here. The Nittany Lions completely dismantled the Fighting Illini. 56-21 to 21 was the final score. And basically a stat-stuffer game for the Nittany Lions and a job saver for James Franklin, the head coach, because they had started out the season zero and five, but ended up finishing the season on a four on a four game winning streak, finishing the season at four and five. This has been an upside down year for everybody. Indiana was ranked, Northwestern was ranked, and uh, they beat Penn State in the first uh, first game of the season on a BS call. That's just my opinion, though. That was not the one who made the final decision. Um, the The other interesting thing, though, about uh, Penn State, they declined any invites to bowl games in case they were offered, I've, I actually wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, this team, even though with all of the, the craziness that's been 2020, to be quite honest, um, it, it wasn't the, the type of season that warranted uh, a bowl appearance for that team. I mean, starting out the season 0-5 is not going to get you Uh, in any type of consideration, unless, you know, even if we did have a full season, they would have had to win seven straight games to finish out their season. And that's not what happened. So I'm happy for the Nittany Lions. They seem to be on the right track, building momentum um, into next season. I saw that they had a pretty decent uh, recruiting class this season, and the season afterwards would be something to look forward to as well. So, but at this point... Um, finishing at four and five, not the most satisfying season ever, but it could have been a lot worse actually. It started out pretty bad, but at this point I have no complaints. I think Penn state will do just fine next season. Okay. Now we're going to get switch gears up to the next level into the NFL playoff picture. Plus we have a Monday night football game tonight, Pittsburgh versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll get into that at the end here. First thing I want to go through is the AFC playoff picture right now. We've got Kansas City ranked number one, Pittsburgh number two, Buffalo three, Tennessee fourth, Cleveland five, and the Colts of Indianapolis ranked number six. Now, at this point, in my opinion, the Chiefs are still the clear Super Bowl favorites. They're locked in at that number one seed. The road to the Super Bowl through the the AFC is going to have to go through KC. There's just no bones about it. I really don't see a team that... um, That matches up too well with the Chiefs, other than maybe somebody like, like the Titans, or even the Colts could do something. But we'll see. Uh, It's kind of hard to tell at this point because I haven't paid too much attention to the Colts myself or the Titans this season, outside of the games that we're going to play against them in terms of Pittsburgh. Um, And speaking of the Steelers, they are locked in at number two, but. Two straight l's. They're still looking really shaky. I really am not. I'm not too confident in their in their ability to really make a run in the playoffs. Uh, they just haven't really shown me that it factor that they did have at least the first eight games of the season. And again, I've I've heard this comparison before. They look kind of like the Patriots from last year, going eight and zero. But then falling flat towards the last, the latter part of the season, getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. The Buffalo Bills, I think they are legit AFC contenders as well. They are getting hot at the right time. Uh, they recently beat the Steelers on a, on a Sunday Night Football, and uh, I think they played a game yet on Saturday actually this year against the. I think it was the the Denver Broncos. Yes. Um, That was no contest whatsoever. 48 to 19 uh, was the final score of that game. Watch out. Josh Allen's legit. I think he's one of the, if not one of the best young uh, quarterback talents behind Patrick Mahomes. That may be saying a lot, but I would, I would be confident in putting him up there. Um, The Titans right now, they're flying a bit under the radar at the fourth spot, but I think they could still make it back to the AFC Championship game. They have most of those guys in the rotation still. Um, Like I said, I haven't quite followed any news with the Titans. I I assume Derrick Henry is still on the ball here. Um, Now they've got a couple more games left. They've got the Packers um, and then the Texans to close out the season. So yeah, um, at this point... I I can see the Titans finishing the season at maybe eleven and five. Uh, I don't see them winning that game against the Packers. Um, that's going to be on the twenty seventh. Um, I will get to the Packers in a bit here too. Uh, Cleveland. All right. I've said this. I said this last time. Uh, Dre and I did a show that Cleveland's the same old Browns. Well, they're not anymore. I'll take that back. They have won ten games this season. It. They're a legitimate team. With a good quarterback, good offense, good defense, um, that I think could jostle with Baltimore for future dominance of the AFC North division. If the if the Steelers tend to fall off, I mean, a lot of a lot has a lot of their season in Pittsburgh has been reliant on Ben Roethlisberger, and if he exits the team, whether it's this season or next season, I don't see a natural fit or replacement for him other than through something like free agency. Um, they're not in the runnings for any of the top quarterbacks uh, going forward. They haven't. All right. This is Ray from uh, Sino Sports. Um, I just have a couple more segments that I wanted to add here as I was talking about the AFC playoff picture, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Have been pretty surprising and may take and may make some noise in the playoffs, but it depends on who they play in the wild card game. I don't quite see them uh, really contending with the Chiefs uh, very much if they if that's what the first round matchup looks to be. Um, and that really much that pretty much wraps up what I was talking about for the AFC playoff picture. Real quick in the NFC, we've got the Packers ranked number one, Saints, tw- uh, Saints two, Seahawks three, Washington, the football team with no name fourth. The Rams, fifth, and the Bucks sixth, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Green Bay, they're really looking solid, looking like they did 10 years ago when they beat Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Explosive offense, solid defense, clear favorite out of the NFC right now. Uh, the Saints have still looked impressive without Drew Brees for a portion of the season. I don't think they're going anywhere without a fight, um, especially at this point in the season. Um, Seattle, the Seahawks are good. But how good are they really? I'm not quite sold on how good this team could be. Um, it's just they haven't, been, they haven't impressed me um, outside of their receiver, DK Metcalf, who's a beast of a player. Uh, I don't quite see, see uh, the Seahawks really getting—I think they have a chance to make it to that, at least the conference championship. But I don't know. I'm not really sold on them. This, this team's interesting. The Red, uh, I almost called them by their former name. <laughs> but the, the Washington team, with no name, they have a chance to lock up the NFC East and get into the playoffs at 8-8. Eight eight. So go figure, right? This is, this is an upside-down year. Um, they have a very fearsome defense, though, that could really elevate this team in the future. Watch out for, the, uh, for Washington. The Rams at fifth, uh, still relevant at this point. They just lost to the Jets, though. As I was just I looking here at my notes, they are not looking like the most fearsome team out west anymore. They were that team when they made it to the Super Bowl, but again they ran into the Patriots. And speaking of the Patriots and Tom Brady, the Bucks are to rank number 6th. The Brady Bucks, the TB Bucks, the Brady Bucks. You get it? Anyway, <laughs> bad joke. Uh, they are sputtering along at nine and five at this point. Now. One of the things I wanted to talk to Dre about, too, is could you imagine what this season would be like with either Brady as the sixth seed underdog or not having Brady or Belichick in the playoffs for the first time in what seems like forever? Telling you, wild year for sure. And at this point, that's what I got for you guys here on this quick hit. Uh, Thank you for listening to Sino Sports. Stay tuned in for more episodes that we got coming for you here on Anchor. We're also going to go to our website, sinosports.com. And again, this is Ray Lopez wishing you a great day and a great week and a happy holidays coming up. Thank you.